More Australians are dying these days from accidental opioid overdose each year than from heroin. And it's a sad reflection of accountability, according to Gerald Quigley, who's a pharmacist and medical herbalist. Good morning, Gerald. Ian, good morning. And it is a problem, isn't it? It is a terrible, terrible problem. And why do you think it is? Well, look, I think there's lots of reasons. One is the very uh, big demand for instant pain relief that people in chronic pain want. The ready availability is some really powerful opioid analgesics, and these all need a doctor's prescription. The risk, therefore, of that combination of factors, increasing um, addiction risk and habituation risk, and then the ongoing downslide in a person's mental health, especially when there is such a reliance on these medications. The sad part is that already the blame game has started. And, and it puzzles me because the facts are the facts. We don't need to be blaming anybody. Since they're prescribed analgesics, it's easy to blame the person that does the prescribing. So right, that the might doctor, be the GP yes. or it yep. might be the registrar in a hospital. Yep. But what's done's done. What we've got to do is find out why it's happening, whether adequate pain management strategies are being offered to people and how they're being implemented and how they're being shared. See, the problem at the moment, Ian, you might go in for a knee surgery and you come out with 100 really powerful medications, something like Endone. You might only take them for two days and then you've got another 95 or 90 of these things sitting in your cupboard. So there's a, there's a real chance of grabbing those and having them for the occasional headache. It's a bit like squashing an ant with a, with a hammer. With a hammer, that's right. But, yeah. the, but the, the other issue around that is that if you need to take those sorts of medications for a while, then they begin not to work and you've got to look for something stronger. And that takes you on a pathway where, sadly, these interesting statistics and sad statistics are, are coming forth. In fact, you can extrapolate it even further that in most of the states of Australia, more people die of prescribed opioids than die on our roads. I know, it's ridiculous. Do you really think, too, people should start taking more responsibility for themselves? It's a bit like blaming the roads for the road toll. It's not the road's fault. It's the fact that people aren't concentrating and doing the right thing and driving properly. So just because you happen to have these opioids in the cupboard at home, if you haven't used them all, it's up to you to be actually be responsible and go, okay, no, I don't need them anymore. Um, I I won't. I just won't take them at the drop of a hat. I mean, people have got to take responsibility for themselves, haven't they? That's true. But remember that we've got a few different types of people. There's that surgical option, but there is the person who, through no fault of their own, so in a collision or in a workplace accident, they find themselves in chronic pain. And there is a strategy called a a pain management care plan that can be discussed with the doctor and the patient. So it's a stepped plan, and I've seen lots of them. So if your pain level is 2 out of 10, you might take something simple, maybe some paracetamol or something simple. They ask you that in hospital because I've had a couple of back operations, yes. and they, how's your pain out of 10? And you, you, know, you tell them, and then they sort of take it from there, don't they? That, that's true. But then this pain management plan has a scale. So if your pain goes up, you might add something to that. If it yep. goes up further, you add something to that. But once the pain's controlled, you start coming back down the scale. But that needs guidance, reassurance, uh, all those sorts of things. And I don't think we give it. We're all, everyone's in so much of a rush. You take the pill, get rid of the pain, goodbye, next patient, please. That's got to stop. 
because we all deserve probably better care than that by everybody involved, not just the GP, but the pharmacist, the physiotherapist, anyone who's involved in that pain management has got to start taking responsibility, and we can fix it. Bearing in mind as well, Ian, that next year, codeine will require a prescription. You won't be able to just go in and buy a paracetamol-codeine combination. They are being phased back to prescription only. Um, there's lots of arguments to and fro about that, and again, the blame game's up. Who's taking responsibility for these problems arising? Let's get on with it. Start looking after people better. That's exactly right. Gerald Quigley, pharmacist and medical herbalist. Thanks for your insight, Gerald. Appreciate Thanks, it. Ian. All the best. Bunbury Mayor Gary Brennan. Good morning, mate. How are you? Good morning, Ian. I'm well, thank you. That's good. I hear you've sorted out the annual budget. What's going on there? Yeah, we had our annual budget meeting on Tuesday night of this week, and uh, it's all approved and ready to rock and roll. So very exciting projects for the next 12 months, Ian. Just run through a few for me. Well, the uh, the biggest one is the uh, Kambana Stage 1 of the Transforming Bunbury Waterfront. That's a $12 million spend, and that, that money's come from the state government. So that project will be finished in uh, December this year. We've talked about that. The other large one for us is the construction of a new depot for um, our city um, staff, which will happen out at Picton. Uh, that'll be underway this financial year, probably completed uh, towards the end or middle of uh, 2018. And, and that replaces a 50-year-old depot building in Nootsia Avenue in Kerry Park, which yep. is no longer fit for purpose. So we've done that. We've also this year put put aside money to assist the RSL, $20,000 for them to do the 100th commemoration of the end of World War One next year. Yes. We've put uh, $15,000 towards Clontarf Academy, 15000 towards the Girls' Academy, um, and we've also contributed another 10000 for the school chaplaincy program. So... We deal with the big end of town, Ian, and also the community at grassroots where we are helping where we can because there's a lot of groups that are struggling and our community has a lot of needs being unmet. Right. And there were no dramas without the councillors and what are getting all that passed and through and A-OK? Yeah, the meeting was about five minutes in duration, but bearing in mind we, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bearing in mind, we spent five months uh, going through the budget with workshops and um, quite a bit of detailed examination of options and um, priorities. So a mountain of work before Tuesday night in, uh, five months of work, uh, terrific work by our city officers and credit to the elected members for attending all those workshops and getting right across what we need to do. Excellent. Now, I noticed earlier in the week, just about to Coombana Bay there for a tick, they uh, looked like there was a little bit of a hiccup with a walk bridge or something. Is there, Can you shed any more light on that? Yeah, look, we also had uh, we had a number of uh, members of the Bummer Yacht Club at the meeting on Tuesday night as well. There was a move to have an urgent matter uh, introduced, which um, I didn't allow. Uh, but look, there was uh, hope by a lot of the uh, club members that we would raise the height of the bridge. We We made a decision a year ago not to do that. We consulted broadly with our community and the stakeholders, but um, I guess when they see the bridge no longer in place, uh, they think, well, this is an opportunity to revisit that that uh, discussion. Um, but uh, the bridge, the new bridge, is almost completed, and it'll be erected within the next few weeks. But uh, again, we can't um, stop the uh, process now. In the, the bridges, as I said, it's almost completed. It's ready to be installed and that'll happen within the next few weeks. Excellent. Looking forward to it. Bunbury Mayor Gary Brennan, always good to chat with you, mate. Take it easy. Thanks, Ian. Uh, unfortunately, I've got to talk to Burjo again this morning because our footy tips are, uh, have come around again. You did very well last week, mate. You got seven, which took you to 98, and I only got... We are 
<laughs> I only got five, which took me to 89. So uh, I'm in a lot of bother. So this week, I'm yeah. uh, going to do everything wrong. Now, oh, yeah. uh, tomorrow night, uh, Hawthorne are taking on the Swans at the MCG. I'm going for Hawthorne. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. I yeah. didn't mean to laugh. But, uh, yeah, well, Sydney will beat Hawthorne. Okay, I thought you'd yeah. do that. Now, on Saturday, North Melbourne are taking on Melbourne. I'm going for North Melbourne. <laughs> Who are you going for? <laughs> well, the way Melbourne are playing, I mean, I'm, I mean, I was a bit surprised by them last week. Uh, so, uh, no, I'm going for Melbourne to beat North Northern yeah. in disarray. Yeah, I thought you would too. Uh, the Giants are playing Frio. I'm going to go for Frio at the Giants' home. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I've got to, I've got to do all this stuff. I, I don't have any choice. I'm that far behind. I've just, <laughs> I'll get zero this week. You watch. Okay, the Giants and Frio. Who are you going for? Stranger things have happened, of course. Uh, uh, no, uh, GWS will beat. Yeah, Mantle. good on you. Port Adelaide, St Kilda. I've gone for St Kilda. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, gee, Port Adelaide, have, uh, but they're playing at home, so I'll, I'll go the home game. Yeah, right, I thought so you would. Go. The Gold Coast Suns are going to take on Richmond. Now, Richmond are going very well, but I'm going for the Gold Coast Suns because I'm going to try and catch up. Well, so far, we've, we've, <laughs> we've differed on every round, haven't we? So, That's we have. Uh, Richmond will beat uh, Yes, Gold I'm Coast. sure yeah, I knew that. Uh, I've picked Carlton to beat Geelong on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> What are you drinking? I'd like some of that. <laughs> uh, so you'll, will. you'll be going for Geelong, won't you? Geelong will murder Carlton. <laughs> on Sunday, the Bullies are taking on Essendon. Now, I normally would go for Essendon, as you know, but I'm going to go for the Bulldogs this time around. Good game, this. I yep. reckon it would be. A, this will be a very good game. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, look, I'm going to go with I'm going, I'm going to go with your team. Oh, are you really? Yeah. Okay. I'm guessing they might <laughs> we'll get what, up. We'll see what happens. Okay, so you're going to go for Essendon, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Collingwood and the Adelaide Crows. Uh, I've gone for Collingwood. <laughs> Who are you going for? Yeah. Did you hear about that kid that was in court <laughs> and said he wanted to he wanted to move in with all the Collingwood players? No. And the judge said, why not? Why? And he said, well, because you know, my mother and father beat me. He said, oh, that's no good. He said, and no one, Collingwood don't beat anybody. <laughs> so You're a shocker. So you're going, for the, you're going for the Crows, yeah? Adelaide, yeah. Yeah, right. And the last one, uh, the West Coast Eagles versus Brisbane Lions. I've gone for the Brisbane Lions to beat the Eagles at home. Oh, <laughs> oh come on. I'm sick of the Eagles. I really am. I'm over it, mate. They, well, they just can't play the last quarter. No, they should play thirds. Right. I think... Uh, Adam Simpson's got to work out. They should have a nana nap early in the day instead of having it halfway through the game. But I think they, they, I mean, they're desperate. They've got to win that game. They've got to win. And that, that game, doesn't mean for a second that they will either. Anyway, we'll, the, so no, you're going for the look, Eagles. No worries. I am. Eagles you're either going to be about twenty ahead of me come the end of uh, the weekend, or <laughs> I'll have caught up. Maybe not. <laughs> All right, mate. Have a great day. Talk to you later. Good on you, Blackers. See you, Burjo. <laughs> Trends, brands, advertising. Marketing man Barry Urquhart on Triple M. Yes, a very good morning, Blaine. How are you doing? I'm exceedingly well, Ian. Thank you. That's good. Afterpay lending, hey? Yeah, I think a lot of people are looking for the green shoots of economic growth. And the one thing that we've identified is that uh, against the backdrop of interest rates probably going up, the debt level for Australians as individuals and families is the highest in the world. And so one of the things that will hold back the economy is our debt. And the worst debt of all is where people have got short-term needs to get money and they're going out with payday or you know after-pay lending <clears throat> where interest rates can exceed that. 
of the actual credit cards and therefore 25, 30% interest rates is not an unusual sort of situation wow. on a yearly basis. Yeah, that's an awful lot of money, isn't it? 25, 30% interest on short-term lending. And they sort of only lend up to about five grand or something too, don't they? That's right. There's a current advertising campaign for that type of situation. And sadly, the temptation is that let's do it because we'll get real repay it very quickly. The history is that many of these people will actually then have to take out a second or third loan to pay for the first loan. And so it gets onto a treadmill, which is very, very difficult. And so when you've got a situation where a company only recently started up, there's now 700,000 customers and they're finding the default rate can be as high as 30 to 40 percent of wow. that highlights it's almost going to the old ninja loans or the low dock loans for a housing mortgage where a ninja was no income no job and uh, they're the applicants who really you shouldn't be looking at or talking to well that's right well what are, what other things can people do though you know well, I think that what they've got to do is to sit back, do their budgets, because it's amazing that Australians you know, are well-educated, but we don't do planning. We've still got this insatiable desire for discretionary purchases. If you sit down, you determine what's your income, is your outgoings exceeding your income, then what you've got to do is simply rearrange your lifestyle. We've got 12 years of uh, you know, uninterrupted economic boom times, and a lot of people have thought the boom times were the normal times. Well, no, there's ups and downs, and at the moment, <clears throat> we need to contract spending, lower our standards, lower our expectations, and become far more financially prudent. That That's will be right. good news for businesses, because they're carrying a lot of debt, which well may not be paid. Yeah, you've got to cut your cloth, haven't you, really? Absolutely right. And so consequently, you know, what we're saying is take stock, look at it, you know, look at these loans as an absolute last resort and an unpreferred type situation. You know, reschedule your expenditure and that sort of thing. And if you have got debt, go out and talk to your banks and your suppliers and try and negotiate a deal. Rightio. Barry Urquhart, Managing Director at Marketing Focus. Thanks very much, mate. Have a great week. We'll talk to you next week. Looking forward to it, Ian. 